you are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Dan Mychek, I help companies connect with the best tech talent, and I'm your host. Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined by Thomas, Essan and Yannick to discuss the future of working fully remote or back to the office. And before we delve deeper into the topic, we'll work our way around the room with some introductions. So Thomas, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me. I am uh, Thomas. I work for a Copenhagen-based startup called Customai, customer data platform, working with data and e-commerce that's all I'm going to say about my job. Um, the company is born two years ago during the height of Corona and when everybody was talking about uh, working from home. So that's why I think this topic is super interesting. You know, seems that it's not as as good as free of problems as, as we thought back then. So I'm looking forward to this. Fantastic. And Essan, we'll come to you next. Thank you very much, Dan. First of all, thanks for the invite. Uh, my name is Esan Gafari. I'm COO and CTO at Parfum.se. Uh, we're an e-commerce first platform selling beauty products online and have been doing so for almost 15 years. So I would say we were one of the pioneers selling beauty online. Um, have worked 15 years in direct-to-consumer and, and e-commerce, both in Europe and Asia, everything from, from small startup environments to listed companies. Uh, started in supply chain, but have recently gone more towards um, digitalization and, and tech stack. Great. And last but not least, Yannick, we'll come to you. Thank you, Dan. Uh, yeah, my name is Yannick. I'm the head of product for Simpiture, uh, where I create smart parking solutions on a daily basis to here with my, my team in, in Copenhagen uh, and remote. Um, I was excited to join today's uh, this, uh, discussion because I, um, I find it very fascinating how much uh, work has changed in the past couple of years, not just for me, myself personally, but also for uh, many people around the world. Um, I think very few of us have predicted uh, such a massive change and uh, and therefore I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what predictions we can come up with uh, as a group uh, here today. Amazing. Cheers for the introductions, guys. So now that we've established a bit of context to each of you, we'll move on to the topic in focus. So you all have a question or statement on the future of working fully remote or back to the office. And as usual, I work my way around the room asking each of you to pose your question and the reasons behind of it behind it and then each of you will have the opportunity to give your take on the situation so we'll kick off today's podcast with thomas please yeah so i think you know whether we work remote we work hybrid however we work it, it's clear that the role of the office is changing um and, and the way we work together is changing and i think super interesting how the office as a physical space is changing and, and what role it plays um especially since an office is quite a big investment for a company, right? We, we're just about to move to a new office. So I'd love to hear your opinions on, on what should the office as a physical space support these days? How should that work? What is the role? I'll be happy to uh, to go first uh, on, on that one. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's a, it's a good question, uh, Thomas. And and I think that the uh, the uh, the role of the office has, has, in particular, you can say, changed, especially now that we all came back. You can say from from working from home uh, during the, the pandemic. Uh, I, for one, uh, realized how much I missed the the casual conversation you have with your colleagues over the coffee machine. Uh, so I really think that the social aspects and the 
uh, you can say the, the spontaneous encounters that you might have uh, that you just don't have um, when when you're working from home or or remote. So I think the office really needs to facilitate uh, creating that social interaction, um, and then at the same time still allow you can say if you decide to work from home that you can have the same level of focus that you could get from uh, from home that you actually have pockets where you can isolate yourself a bit from the the more typical kind of open uh, office landscape that that has been so popular in, in the last many years but that also uh, causes a lot of uh, uh, interruptions uh, throughout the day i think i think from from our side um, we are a small team so we've never been you know huge number of people so we've always been able to work from office you know yeah, as in Sweden, we had some restriction of how many people we could be. Um, and we actually, we changed to a larger office during the pandemic because we were growing. Uh, and we noticed that a lot of people were really looking forward to coming back to office. And we were probably among the few that allowed people to come and not putting, you know, strict, you know, schedules. This is the day you can come to office and this is the day you can't. But but we actually moved to a new office during the pandemic. Uh, there was a lot of available office space, of course, <laughs> during that period as well. Um, but from, from, from our perspective, I think working in a beauty company, uh, we realized also our suppliers are also very keen on having these face-to-face meetings. And, and in that sense, it's very nice to have a nice office that they can come to, nice meeting rooms. Of course, if people want to join remotely, you know, it's just easy to send an invite. But uh, I think if you would look at our our meeting room, it makes us look like a bigger company that we are. So you can invest in maybe in, in, in those parts of an office, uh, but you might you know, use it for rare occasions, but it makes a big impact. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, Danny, I think you said something really interesting because you said that, uh, one, we need a place to socialize, but at the other, I know I am, I know I'm, maybe I am misusing your words, but almost like you're saying the open office is that, like the open office space. How does that work together? Like the open office space is that, but still we need to more socialize. How, how, how would that look in practice? Do you know? Do you have any ideas? Yeah, I think I mean I think you you see it in more and more even even in the larger corporations, right? That they're kind of redesigning the the way that they think about the office space. Uh, I guess it also comes back to, and I guess that Essen had sort of a, an interesting experience there, where you actually grew uh, to 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 more space. Uh, I think I think how a lot of companies probably found more space for creating these. Um, sort of social settings with, with more of a lounge area or cafes uh, was probably from actually, you can say, limiting the, the number of seats in the cubicles uh, because you went down to maybe 80% capacity, uh, expecting people to work from home uh, more often. Uh, I guess through that, you, you can free up space uh, to create these sort of uh, yeah, social areas, I would say. Uh, whether you have, How you want to fill those social uh, spaces with, I guess, is um, yeah depends, depends a lot on the company culture, I guess, for a small Smaller, smaller company and startups in particular, there's there's maybe um, at least the, the, the I can say the typical sort of foosball table or a ping pong table or anything like that. But it could also just be you know coffee machine or a place where you get your snacks, um, where where you would yeah, pick up a conversation with with your colleagues. So basically, it sounds like we it sounds like we're still maintaining a large office space. We're just converting the real estate to something else. It's not a it's not becoming an exercise about savings. It's more about transforming. I think definitely you're right there. You know, if you have the space, I think I think there are 
a lot of good solutions, you know, instead of having, you know, the offices, there are, you know, phone booths and stuff like that, where, you know, if people want privacy, they can just sneak into that one and have their phone call uh, or work within those kind of, you know, silent areas. Whereas I think open areas now, which we see more and more is, is for people to actually be able to take a break from, from their work. And, you know, if it's the foosball or uh, I, I was invited to, to a presentation the other day, uh, it was it was with a tech company that had you know these crazy valuations a couple of years ago, and you know they had the pool table, you know, <laughs> huge lounge and so on, which they could probably afford back then. But but it seems like you know it's it's nice to have an area where you can actually completely you know get distracted and do something else before you know deep diving into your day to day problems or activities. Um, so you know in our case it's it's nice meeting rooms where you can you know of course see suppliers, but you could just you know lock yourself in as well if you want um, and, you know, be alone. And I think that's probably needed more than ever because everybody's super busy with what they do and open landscape, you know, it, it, get, it gets quite noisy. And, and, you know, sometimes you just need the silence uh, to be able to be productive, which a lot of people probably find at home these days. Instead of having to lock yourself up in a conference room in the office, they just stay at home and, and work. Yeah, I recognize that big time from from here that people you know book all the meetings room meeting rooms to have have quiet to sit alone in all the meeting rooms. Um, do you have any uh, policies at your companies like people can they work home all they want or do you want people to show up? What's uh, what's the policies? I think for for our case at at Simplichore, um quite a few people actually uh, likes to come to to the office. I think we have a nice office uh, space here in, in in Copenhagen, and and we also have uh, a foosball table and a, and a Nintendo uh, that to fill the breaks. Um, I'm sitting right next to those, uh, so so it gets uh, rather noisy sometimes when the competition is on. Um, but uh, but uh, I think for our development team and in the, in the product uh, area, I would say that that we 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 would like to see them um, two to three days a week so we we have some kind of limit on it uh, but but allowing people to kind of steer their work in terms of what days they would like to to work uh, work from home and, and i think this depends very much you know what kind of company it is you know which phase the company is at uh, in, in our case you know as i said you know we're we're not that many people and you know working in e-commerce things change from day to day you know we uh, we, we need to initiate maybe you know short-term short tactics, you know, to have it executed during the day. And then you have, of course, have medium, medium-term projects, long-term strategy. But when we specifically talk about the short-term tactics, it's nice when as many people as possible are in the office because you can go from, you know, discussing it, deciding it and implementing without, you know, having to set up team meetings and, you know, wait for people to find a slot. Because, you know, if it's, if it's really urgent, you just grab the people, go into a media room and say, guys, we have a problem here. What do we do? And then, you know, you leave the room once you have a solution and you implement it. So I think it depends very much on on the company and, and the culture. Uh, but in our case, that happens quite a lot because we really have to be agile and, you know, finding the slot in people's calendars that work and, you know, connections don't work. They don't hear in. Did you get the presentation? <laughs> Those things take time. And, you know, sometimes you just need to to uh, to take actions and implement it. I, I think that's so spot on. I can completely recognize that feeling. Uh, how do you see this? Is it the same professions that show up at work or is it like, Yannick, you mentioned the uh, tech and product. I, I see a lot of tech people preferring to stay at home and then we have a lot of sales and marketing people at the office. What do you experience? 
Yeah, 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 that, yeah I very much agree with, with that. I, th I think there's definitely, and, and again, that comes back to, you can say, the design of the office. Also, where, where do you actually place people? Because if people just come in and kind of pick a desk uh, in, in the sort of ultimate sort of um, flexible office, um, you, you might risk that you have the wrong people sitting next to each other, right? Because if you have salespeople that are constantly on the phone next to, to people that actually, you know, like to zone out and, and just uh, yeah, focus on, for example, development, uh, that, that can be a bit of a, a cultural clash. And and, um, and I agree that, that I think you probably also see trends in terms of who works more from home uh, versus others. Also, um, yeah, I think I think it, it very much depends on, on what you do. I think Esan also said that very well you know if you, if you are in a, in a role that requires uh, certain types of decision making brainstorms uh, those things it just works much better to do that physically uh, whereas other functions might require less sort of interaction and, and it might be done with a daily stand-up uh, and then you run your sprint and then you kind of have those sort of touch points with the team and the rest you basically have like asynch uh, asynchronized communication right we uh, via slack or discord or whatever um, so so I, th I think it really depends on the on the function. Fantastic. Cheers, guys. And speaking uh, as someone who does have a pool table and a table, tennis table in the office, they are great. So if you've got space for one, definitely get one. Um, but fantastic. So we'll move on to Esan's question next, please. Okay. Uh, so uh, as I mentioned, you know, uh, we, are, we are not that many. And for us, you know, default is almost working from, from office. I think people appreciate it coming to office we have few roles that, that work from home uh, you know mainly in customer service and so on and and when people feel you know I need to be productive I, I can't get you know disturbed during the day then people pr most most likely will, will take the day and, and and work from home but my, my question is more like we see that people are more productive when they're at home I, I think you know not much you can you can argue with that because then they're they're not interrupted they can they can do it at their you know manage their own time them, themselves but how, i think you know it could also restrict the creativity because you you lose the the chit chat uh you lose the informal discussions over over the coffee which we know for example in in sweden at least there's a lot of coffee cups being being consumed during the day so it makes a lot of short short talks and and the question is how do you find find the balance you know getting that productivity at the same time you know making sure that the whole team feels that they are involved it is a team and they know what's going on um and you know feel part of it if a for us, I think it's a journey from starting out being completely remote. Now, we're probably trying to get the people that can to show up more at the office. Because I think our view is that what you talk about creativity and all that, that, that's also a part of being productive. So, so I think we're on that journey of trying to get people back at the office because we believe that is for many more productive. But I, I, yeah, I acknowledge that productivity is probably different from, you know, a definition in the question and also depending on who you talk to but that's like our, our general view yeah and to chip into that uh, i think we we've uh, we've been growing quite a bit uh, lately and, and and had many new co uh, colleagues and and uh, I'm, I'm very very happy you can say that they're joining us uh, uh, now after the, the pandemic because i imagine that starting in a new role uh, during the pandemic where everyone was sitting at home was 
be extremely difficult. Uh, so I think if you're new to your role, uh, I don't think it's it's more productive to be working from home. Quite the contrary. Um, but but of course you can say with with onboarding also comes uh, uh, extra work on your colleagues. Uh, so so you can say overall productivity might you can say uh, yeah fall a little bit as a result hereof. Um, but but definitely um, I, I think that also in terms of relationships. Um, having that sort of first interaction you know once you've built up sort of a connection with people it becomes a lot more frictionless to communicate remotely after that so I think you know the productivity is also built up over time once you've had those invested uh, or invested in those moments where you actually connected a bit with your colleagues uh, that will make it you know way more productive uh, down the down the line um, so for that reason, we, we also encourage, you can say, people to, yeah, to, to spend time in the office and, and try to also arrange you know, social events and so on when we have uh, newcomers and so on, because it's so important that we kind of have that sort of uh, yeah, personal uh, touch to it as well. Um, yeah, Ignata, we have some, some, you know, some people working from abroad that cannot show up at the office. I think we've had some success and we're still practicing, but you had some success using Figma and Miro and other tools where you can collaborate real time and then, you know, big group of people and then all of a sudden activity goes on in, in one corner of the board and another group groups in the other corner of the board. And you can almost get sort of a creative process going in some of these real time tools. It, it's not easy. It doesn't happen the first time, but I think we've had some success doing that. That's more of a very concrete hack of how, how to work around it. Yeah, my question is more like, you know, it's it's quite difficult to schedule creativity. Say now now we have a session, we have Miro, although it is a you know shared platform, everybody can call in, you know, they can put the post-its there on the on the Miro border. But I think how do you make sure you actually capture that creativity that a lot of time happens outside of the meeting, you know, if people have ideas, you know, <laughs> even outside of work, you know, it could be. Um, so so how, do, how do you try to capture that? That's a really, really, really good question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Thomas, for chipping in. Uh, yeah, I, th I think it's a really, really good question. And then you muted yourself. Uh, <laughs> no further comments. I don't have the solution to the question either. I also think it's a great question. Um, I think I think what um, why it's a bit harder maybe for us to to answer. I think we we are still uh, we have very very few people working uh, remotely uh, for us. So we are kind of in the beginning of our journey in terms of having a you can say a remote extension uh, to the team. Which which is why a lot of the creativity is happening in the office. But uh, but definitely, you can say it's uh, yeah, definitely we we will need to look into how we can generate these uh, yeah these creative sessions also with with our remote uh, remote colleagues over uh, over time. Um, but I, I think you know a lot of a lot of uh, ideas are shared uh, through our communication channels. So we use Discord and you know uh, Asana for for our uh, productivity tools, and we we you know have these sort of uh, wish lists for the product product team, you know, in terms of like whenever people get a, a good idea for a feature and, and so on, uh, that, that can, uh, that, we, that we add to that. And then if, if there's a need to sort of discuss it, we, we will set up the, yeah, the, the, the sessions. But again, I think it really depends uh, from, from company to company and, and depending on how you, how you work and what kind of products you work with. Fantastic. Cheers, guys. So last question, we'll come to Yannick for yours, please. 
Yeah, sure. Um, so I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the, the great resignation, uh, which was, a, you could say, a trend uh, that started in the in the early uh, 2021, um, in which employees voluntarily resigned from their jobs in on a large scale. Um, so I'm curious to understand this this trend by, by changing we work and and maybe to add a few sort of keywords here uh, you can say some of the reasons for for this is, is believed to be relating to you know stagnating wages so you could you know one response is it to to offer people you know a higher salary uh, is it relating to you know uh, that the cost of living in the, in the big cities increasing so they have to basically relocate uh, could it be you know engagement and job satisfaction um, or is it basically the desire to work for a company where that offers uh, better um, remote uh, w- remote worker policies. Just uh, out, out of curiosity, and not not trying to derail your, your original question, but have you uh, have you experienced the great resignation here in the Nordics? Not here. That's We're a good recruiting. question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, I think I think it's uh, it was definitely uh, a lot of the statistics that I've seen was was uh, mainly from uh, from America. Uh, so I think you have a point there. Um, I guess I guess I'm a little bit biased in in this uh, aspect because I was actually one of those that that left my my uh, my job around that time. And and I think I was probably more ob- observant to other people kind of in the in the same situation at the time. So I probably felt that there were a lot of people doing this in the Nordics. Uh, but I guess from from a company perspective. And, and in terms of the statistics, I'm sure it's a it's a drop in the ocean of, of what you saw in, in larger uh, labor markets. Yeah, but still, doesn't mean very valid question. Uh, yeah, no way trying to disqualify it. Um, and I think it ties very much into what we've been talking about. You're working remote, and to me, it's very much a, much a question of strong company culture and how culture and working remote and co- and employee retention plays together and i think it's it's very much the same thing we're talking about how do we create a connection to the workplace when you don't show up and to me that's one of the main reasons i i'd like people to come to the office that is to build a culture and from an employer perspective to to help employee retention um i i think one of the things that, that corona led to is the fact that you know employers a lot of them started realizing that people can actually work from home and still get the job done. Um, now, this, if you go back a couple of years, you know, this was not possible because everybody thought, you know, if you work from home, you're just going to be slacking. So I think this was a big shift in, you know, the mentality of employers, you know, saying, okay, we trust people, they can work from home, they will do the work, you know, they will be available when needed and so on. And I think from from the the employees perspective you know it gave them a lot of freedom and and now i think going back to it you see some companies you know almost forcing people to come back like tesla for example i, th- I think there are a lot more options now if if you're an employee because um, i think the mentality of the employers have changed and now you have you know people working from you know you know from home you have digital nomads you have you could be a geekster you could be a freelancer so i think that that is also something that that you know the corona period led to the fact that people have a lot more options they don't need to 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 stay where they are and but of course if you think about you know the great resignation if it's about us i think there's a big tax differences between states over there and you know cost of living whereas in if you move from stockholm to gothenburg in sweden you know it's not going to change that much <laughs> 
No, fair, fair points. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think very, very good points uh, raised by, by both of you. And, and I, I guess uh, it, this was also more to tee up a discussion, not so much about um, the, uh, you can say, the, the U.S. labor market uh, specifically, uh, but, but more, you can say, uh, to talk about exactly some of the points that you raised here, that it is, you know, how do you build a strong culture? How do you retain your, you know, your talents? And how do you engage your people in, uh, in a sort of, you know, in, in a workplace that is, that is changing? so much from from what we used to know and what we we might have an idea of like what motivates uh, you know people of the past uh, of our own generation maybe but what does the new de generations demand um, and 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 how do we how do we cater for that as leaders also in our organizations uh, when people suddenly are not in the office and you can't uh, you can't have that same sort of day-to-day -day interaction um, so so maybe if you can share some you know some good uh, best practices or good examples from from your own companies in terms of how do you actually you can say facilitate that environment of of engagement uh, not only for the people in the office but also uh, people remotely. I had quite an, what do you call it, an epiphany recently. Um, we, we're about to move to a new office, and I thought, okay, we see a lot of tech people not coming to the office, preferring to work at home. And I'm like, yeah, okay, so the new office, we're going to create a super quiet place for tech people to work. And they can sit, you know, be, not being disturbed by BDRs uh, selling stuff and marketing people shouting and whatever. And then I talk to them, and I'm like, hey, yo, guys, what, what do you want? What What's a good office for you? And all of them said, you know, I want to sit with, with the team. I want to sit with the people that shout. I want to sit where the sales calls are being made. And I want the flexibility to go to somewhere quiet, but I don't want to be placed somewhere quiet without the rest of my colleagues. And in retrospect, that's, that's obvious. But, uh, but still, I, I had the idea that you know, we have to create a super quiet place for developers to have, have quiet. But, but I think obviously some stuff, uh, yeah, they needed the interaction. They needed to be part of the company as well as everybody else. In in our case, you know, we, we tried to get everyone involved, you know, with with you know very frequent um, meetings with the whole team and, and the whole company wide, just to keep everybody uh, up to date of you know the projects that we have, how uh, how the business is going, what has changed, you know, uh, so that people that were working from home also felt you know they knew what was happening uh, in in all other departments. So that was that was one way of you know making sure that everybody's up to speed, no matter if, you know, if you're working from office or you're from home um, or whatever reason. So that was one thing. Um, in terms of space-wise, we're okay on space now, I think. We have, we have, we have so people can find their, their corner and, and work from there. But, but I think in the end, it, in our case, you know, we don't force anyone to come to office. We don't force anyone to work from home. It's, it's, you know, it's up to each person to take the responsibility for their own work and I think that works really well for us you know sometimes you need to pick up your kids at kindergarten and sometimes you need to leave earlier you know there's a lot of those things that 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 are now you know it happens and as long as you know there's a trust between the employer and the employee that the job gets done then I think that's that's very positive when it comes to the company culture yeah man just adding to that because I think uh, I I very much like people to come to the office. I think that uh, there's a lot of value in that. And I think uh, what I'm trying to preach is that to people that 
yeah, you got your individual responsibility. You, you can work from home, you can work at the office. But you also need to be aware that the office only becomes a fun place if a lot of people is at the office. So it's not just you, you also got responsibility for the team to show up sometimes to make the office a nice nice place for everybody. That's like a flywheel effect. If everybody stays away, the place sucks. And if everybody comes to the office, it's much cooler. That's a very good point, Thomas. Uh, uh... I also agree there. I think when you have a lot of people in it and you actually get these nice discussions going, you know, this this unplanned discussions and ideas and, you know, brainstormings, uh, it, it doesn't work if if half of the people are not there. Uh, it, it works really well when there's there are people from different departments, you know, just, you know, meeting up and, and you know, discussing various topics and ideas. Um, so absolutely, you're right there. And this creates another dynamic that I am quite afraid of. That is that... Are we sometimes creating A and B teams? A team being the ones showing up at the office meeting and then we have the ones working from home. Are they becoming sort of a B team, not as connected to the company, not not as much into what's going on? Is that is that a risk you could recognize? In our case, there is a good rotation. There is there's very few people that work. Actually, we don't have anyone work per, working permanently from home. So we require at least some days of the week uh, from office. Um, but But in our case, we noticed that most people like the office. I, th- I think we have a great environment here, um, and and the company is doing great. You know, spirit is 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 great. So people people like being here. Uh, so so I don't know. And when it's when you have that momentum, you don't need to set many rules, etc., or guidelines, direction. It just you know, it, it works. Yeah, and and to add to add to that, uh, <clears throat> Thomas, I think it's a it's a good question. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I see it as uh, you can say a, a and B teams, but but for sure that there there will be cases if we consider the B team as those that that decide to to work remote. Uh, I think it's important to remember that it's not always a choice. It, it it's also you know maybe family or other reasons that means that you just you know it, it just works better to be. <laughs> working more often from from home um so uh, and, and what i what i get you can say from from those in our team that that work remote is i think it's, it's more that they actually you know feel a little bit uh, left out in the sense that they're not part of sort of the day-to-day so so it's, it becomes even more important when we have our daily stand-ups with the team that we spend a little bit of time not just getting straight to business but we typically have you know a few minutes uh, of you know chit chat so that they become part of that because Guys that are in that are in the office, they already covered that in the morning. Uh, but to kind of make the, the 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 remote team also feel a little bit more, um, yeah, uh, to give them a little bit of that social interaction, uh, I think it's very important to, as you said, uh, not risk that they feel at least that they're on the B team. Uh, so is that something you you plan into meetings that you have these uh, buffers in the end for for chit chat? wouldn't say we plan it uh, but but in a way it's it's kind of known so typically if there's a few minutes left you know that gives us a little bit extra time and and if no one is seems to be running out of the meeting right after we we don't mind going a little bit over time for that reason um uh, so so yes i do think that we kind of plan for it but but it's also obvious when it's needed because those on the on the call that are not in the room they will automatically kind of ask these kind of questions towards the end or start telling a story about what they experienced to share that with the team, so I think it happens uh, more organically in, in in that sense. Um, but but I, yeah, it's something that I uh, that I discovered here and, and that I really uh, that I really appreciate um, and and I'm and appreciate the importance of. It could be a nice little hack, you know. You don't start on time; you start five minutes late every time to allow for. Uh... 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's also a good way to provoke the, those that maybe die, decide to work from home to be more productive and, and time efficient. Uh, because one of the one of the things that you kind of avoid is is all the meetings uh, scheduled throughout the day, right? So, <laughs> so you might you might have set a few people uh, in in that aspect uh, because you kill a little bit of their uh, super efficiency from working uh, from home. Yeah, because that's a risk, right? I mean, Esan, sounds like you you got a lot of. I got the idea that you you try to plan a lot of meetings to get everybody aligned, or yeah. So so we we try we try to book in staff meetings to get everybody aligned. It's it's not that frequent. It's not like we have it every week, but you know at least you know we have management meetings every every once every week. But then you know staff meeting once a month, and then you know we try to try to plan a fun event. You know before summer, before Christmas, to make sure everybody's there. Even people work from home most of the time. Um, so I, th- I think it's important in an environment where there's a lot of things going on, especially when things are unplanned. It's it's nice to you know have these these sessions where everybody's gathered and you know you give a proper update of what's happening in the business. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate on on something about as someone who who does enjoy working from home and who, who is a little bit more productive from home. I'd say, what kind of and as someone that does go into the office three, four days a week as well to, to see the team, is there anything you guys could think of that would maybe incentivize to people people that don't go in the office as much to go in? Because I know, for example, you know the, the cons are obviously you know travel costs, more commuting time, um, things like that. Whereas at home, you know, you can log on sort of without the commute. You may be a little bit more productive throughout the day. You can kind of do things. You maybe get a better work-life balance. Is there anything you guys think maybe companies could implement or as managers you could implement to to incentivize people coming into the office aside from obviously the team dynamic and, you know, a new office space or something like that? It's a very good question, Dan. Uh, I think we've touched on it. I mean, culture, it's nice if you have a good culture, nice office, so people feel that actually they like being there. And going back to my, my previous question, I think, yes, productivity is higher when people work from home. If you're programmers, if you work in customer service, I think certain roles are much more productive when they can work from home. It's, you know, they manage the time and they get a lot done. But I still think, you know, a lot of companies lose out on, you know, this this team spirit, this informal discussions, this this idea sharing. And so, so, so I think, you know, as a, as a company, you need to really highlight that. That it's important that, you know, people do come to uh, to office at least a few days a week just so that, you know, you can capitalize on on that. Yeah, I think I think what, what if the lunch is, is good. Uh, uh, it's it's a good reason to come in uh, on Fridays. It's typically the day where we see uh, the most people in the office because everyone knows that we we might be having a a drink by the end of the day. Um, so, but what I what I realized is you can say that those things are just kind of uh, some of the elements that that create that sense of having fun when you go to work and, and the social aspect again. So, as opposed to having you know a lunch maybe by yourself at home, um, some people might actually prefer to come in because then they will have the, their lunch with their colleagues um, and and if they have a little bit of fun during the day uh, i think that that's a good reason to 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 come in uh, and and again if you can foster that culture of having you know a good time when you go to work and and um and, and feeling engaged and productive at the same time i, th- I think that uh, that that is that is more powerful than, than anything honestly no, nothing to add it, it, it's it's kind of sad <laughs> it's like lunch is one of the biggest drivers apparently and, and the commute times it's uh 
you know, we want it to be about culture and about belonging, but I think those two, you know, save time commuting and, and have a great lunch. Mm. Honestly, I think it means a lot. It's, it's definitely uh, you realize how much it means uh, when you take it away, or or if uh, if it's uh, you know uh, uh, the, the, whatever is on the menu is something that people do not like. Uh, that that really kills uh, engagement on that day. So uh, that and and uh, removing a cake day or something like that is typically uh, <laughs> really spoilers of engagement. So uh, yeah, have, have you noticed how um, cake day and fish day is typically the same day? So I guess the fish counts as the cake. It's often that way, I think. I don't know if that's a global thing, but uh, but maybe it's because we're both in Denmark, uh, Thomas, because I've seen it many places here. I don't know if the Swedish uh, have the same. Uh, no. <laughs> How about in the UK then? Uh, no, no, no. It's a local phenomenon there. <laughs> it must be very local, yeah. Fantastic. Um, and just one thing to finish off on. So obviously the title of the podcast is The Future of Work and Back to Work, Back to the Office or Working from Home. What is everyone's final decision then if you had to pick one? Office. Office, absolutely. I'll try to differentiate a little bit here and say hybrid. <laughs> no, that's amazing and exactly what I was expecting, um, but a really good conversation. So we'll leave it there for today anyway. This has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Thomas, Esan and Yannick for providing their insights and views on the future of working. And thanks to everyone for listening. Cheers, bye now.